The Rock and Roll Coffee Show is brought to you by Writers and Rockers Coffee Company, keeping the music and memories alive with some damn good coffee. Be sure to pick up your Rock and Roll Coffee Show coffee only at writersandrockerscoffee.com. And also brought to you by Retroactive, located at Broadway at the Beach in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, keeping you retro with everything from 70s, 80s, and 90s. Shopretroactive.com. everyone welcome back to the rock and roll and coffee show i am joe sebelia my next guest is ryan cook ryan is the guitarist and now bass player for ace freely he also has a new band called rock city machine company alongside longtime friends philip Schaus and jeremy ashbrock they have a new song out called can't stop the train and do have a full-length album coming out in june-ish I talked to Ryan all about Rock City Machine Company, his thoughts on KISS, and more. Next on the Rock and Roll and Coffee Show. So Rock City Machine Company, your new band. It's got you, yeah. Jeremy, and Philip, right? Yep, yep. You guys have been together forever, and now you got this band together. Yeah, it was crazy. It was fun because, you know, if anybody watching or listening doesn't remember, uh, Philip and Jeremy and I were in big rock show and the rock and roll residency residency together and then uh together we got the gene simmons gig and then from the gene simmons gig we got the ace fraley gig so we were prominently centered in front of a lot of kiss fans right obviously and we started going off as we had always done before gene and ace we did a lot of gigs by ourselves. but after we had joined two of the founding members of kiss we became very uh prominent in that kiss world like because you know speaking from as a kiss dork this guy <laughs> yeah. i can say that about other ones uh you know you want to know about everybody you know if you're a kiss fan you want to know about everybody working with kiss too so that kind of became our thing and people were always asking us you know when are you guys going to do a record and we, we never had any notion to do that at all really? you know we never did and uh then all of a sudden it just it came about. We finally thought, you know, it's not a bad idea. And we got a we talked to producer Marty Fredrickson. Um, for those who don't know who he is, uh man, his his roster, his resume is amazing. It's yeah, he's worked Brother, with Motley and Buck Cherry and Motley, Strokes. Buck Cherry, Mick Jagger, Brother Kane, um, I mean, Aerosmith, yeah, Motley Crue, Carrie Underwood. The struts, it just keeps going on and on. He lives here in Nashville. And so we did a record together and him being a great songwriter and producer, uh, we co-wrote every song on the record with Marty. All of them? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you know, we're so happy with, with the result. It's it's great. I just got the, the test pressings back last night from the LP that's going to be coming out. And we listened to the test pressings. Uh, uh, I know you know, but like a lot of times people don't know, 
when you make an album, they give you a, a stack of test pressings to listen to, and you have to go and listen to every single one. And if there's a glitch in one of them, they have to go back and redo all the okay. test pressings. So you have to make sure that all the test pressings are flawless mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and that they sound the way you want. And man, lucky for us, they sounded great. There were no glitches or skips or anything, and it just sounds great. So we're super excited about it. Nice. Now, who whose idea was it to put the band together? Like, who first said, you know what, why don't we do this? Well, we were already together, like I said, um, from the Big Rock Show and the Rock and Roll Residency, because we've been playing together for a long time. Right. The Gene and Ace thing happened. You know, we were still playing together. Uh, and then during COVID, especially when we weren't touring with anybody, because nobody was touring, once COVID started to loosen up a little, there were some people here in Nashville that started hiring us, just the three of us, to come to these acoustic sets at these events that were very um, conscious of social distancing. And everybody just immediately related us to Kiss because of who we were playing with. So the band was already together. What 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 the new notion was, was, hey, let's write some original music mm. instead of just playing covers all the time when we're alone. I see. So I see. it worked out great. So all of the songs on the record are new songs. Like yeah, okay. there's only, yeah, we we actually, we were very um, conscious. Uh, we wanted to track it like an LP. And we were thinking big fat grooves, 180 grams, sounds really good. And by big fat grooves, we're meaning like leaving some space on the record. So there's only eight songs on the album. It's four songs per side, right? And uh, there are seven originals and one cover. Okay. So it's a, but it's going to be uh, besides the LP, it will be available everywhere. Your your iTunes, Apple Music, Amazon, Spotify, YouTube, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're actually doing CDs as well. Okay. So it's it's pretty exciting. It's really fun. We're we're really stoked about it. Is this your first? Um, I don't want to say first band, but your first original band since Hair of the Dog. Yes, it is. Wow. Yeah. That was and that's ago. why it's especially exciting for me because, I mean, you know, I've been a hired gun all these years. And to finally be, I just really never imagined I'd be doing original music again. As much as I love playing all the time, I just kind of happily resolved to the fact that I would always be working for someone. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Which is great. It's, I mean, I love it. Uh, but it was really exciting just to write songs again. And plus to have someone like Marty, you know, people need to just go Google Marty Fredrickson or, or uh, yeah, Google him or Wiki or, or whatever. Yeah. His track record is just amazing. He's so talented. Yeah. Now, what did he bring to you guys? Like, what did he, what, what was his part in writing the songs with you? Well, the main thing was he produced the record. But as far as writing goes, um, I kind of, but he and I, I had a lot of conversations about what we were going to do and how the record was going to be. And one of the things that I said to him was, you know, going back to the the three hair of the dog records and that kind of thing. I learned a lot in hair of the dog and was able to do a lot of really fun stuff, release albums through the world, do the, all that stuff and everything. But I had to be honest with myself and go as fun as that was. And as busy as we were for those 10 years, I never had a hit like a bona fide hit. So, which means, and and Marty has had tons of them. And I said to him, you know, 
if we do this together, you have to promise that we're going to write all the songs together because I want to be with someone who knew what they were doing. And, right. and to be, and I, and I, and we even said to him, you know, whatever ideas come in and when we write something together, we're like, you'll have final veto. Like if I bring in an idea and I think it's really good or whatever, but if he thinks we should change, and that didn't mean that we were just a pushover in the sense that like, if he's like, Oh, that's not very good. Cause there is one instance on the record where there was something I really wanted. And he initially told me it was a bad idea. And then it ended up going back that way. And he went that way without even remembering that he told me that, mm. you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So there was a lot of, it was a really fun process writing with him, just watching him work. I would bring something in and think it was done. And he would be like, no, man, we should do this. And then he would just do what he does and it would make it better. That's amazing. And amazing that's what I would do that. Thing. that's what i love more than anything it was like we can't work with a guy like that and not take advantage of his awesome skill set mm -hmm. i wanted to learn something yeah you know? how many and, songs did you guys write for the record you said there's eight on there how many did you write total yeah not that many more to tell you the okay. truth only because what we would do is phil jerry and i uh would compile ideas. Like if you probably looked in each of our iPhones and the recorded memos, I know my phone for sure. It's just, it would be a melody, like a vocal melody. It would be a guitar riff. It would be anything. And we created a Google folder and we would all compile our ideas that we liked in there. And then Marty would go in and we would get together. Okay. Who's got what today? Hey, I have this. Oh, what do you got? I got this. Oh, what do you have? I I like that one. Let's go with that today. And that's how it all started. There were a couple. There's a song called High Road and a song called Last Time uh, that I pretty much came in that are really close to the work tapes that I brought in. And then there are some that are just so completely different. You know, the initial idea is still there, but it went in such a better place than one of us would have had it. So he was just a – it was really um, – fortunate for us and a gift to be able to work with him this is my favorite music that i've ever been involved in in yeah. my life yeah now i heard the first single um can't stop the train yeah which is a very good song very uh Thank you. just a rock and roll song but you, is, you yeah. don't really hear that that much these days you know just you a straightforward rock and roll in your yeah. face song yeah yeah and uh the one thing that like uh and again i have to tell you real quick i apologize for the folder, I I tried to email it to you twice. That's why I see to check your spam because I want you to hear the whole record. I don't know. Yeah, I I, I I don't know. Maybe it'll come through later. Maybe it got hung up. Somewhere. I hope so. I I'll let and you know. And if we could think, yeah, because I, I do want you to hear it. Uh, it is definitely a rock record. It's a mm -hmm. straight ahead rock record. It's not a metal record. It's not a, it, it's just a rock and roll record. And uh, the best way I can describe it is, it sounds like brand new music that you've heard your whole life, that you've known your entire life. You know, the one thing that, that I will tell people, everybody, I know everyone is expecting to sound like Kiss. It doesn't. And that was not on purpose. We didn't go, okay, we can't sound like Kiss. Because our our influences, we're all within a five-year age difference, the three of us. Uh, but our musical roots are deeply rooted in 60s, 70s, and 80s hard rock. Six, late 60s, like you know, the late 60s stuff, like your Sabbath Zeppelin kind of thing. Um, 
but 60s, 70s, and 80s hard rock is where we're deeply rooted. And it, and man, you can hear a lot of that in, in all the songs. Mm-hmm. It definitely is a rock record, you know, big harmonies, yeah. fun melodies, a lot of good guitar on there. It's yeah. really fun. You're going to be uh, using some backing tracks? It's the thing to do Absolutely. these days. You know what? We don't need to, fortunately. <laughs> <laughs> no, no you do, all of you guys called. can sing. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. If you do, you'll get called out on that stuff today, <laughs> won't you? Yeah, if you're wow. going to use them, you might as well just say we're using them. <laughs> you know what? That's what I was going to say. I mean, all kidding aside, it's like yeah. if you're going to do that, say, hey, guess what? Yeah. Because, you know. You and I know it's out there. Yeah. Uh, but it's out there a lot more than people know that it's out there. Sure. Mm-hmm. You know? mm-hmm. But yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Let me ask you this. So, all right. So nowadays, th- times are different now since Hair of the Dog was out. Um, of course. Just releasing records. Um, sure. Are you planning on shopping it around? Or are you going to self-release it? Or how, what are we going to do with it? Here's what we're going to do is, you know, just to go back, you nailed it a, a few seconds ago when you said things are so different back when they used to be. You remember, it used to be um, if a band got signed, let's say Geffen signed them or Atlantic, right? There was a plan, like a three-album plan, mm-hmm. like a marketing plan and a timeline. Like, we're going to start this band and help it grow, and hopefully with each of the first three records, really, Bon Jovi was a perfect example that first record came out, Runaway was on there. It really wasn't even a band yet. It was Hired Guys. It did pretty good. Runaway was a big single for them. Then 7800 came out, had In and Out of Love, and did a little better. And the label kept pushing them and kept them on tour and kept promoting. And then when Slippery hit, bam. Mm-hmm. You know? Uh, and that was just kind of the, that was like the working model then. And you got an advance. You got a lot of money. And you know, there was no internet. Right. You know, so I know I'm going on a bit here, but reason being is because today uh, there aren't big budgets. There are not three album plans. There's basically a single and they'll let you put out one song and see if that gets any heat. And if it does, then they'll allow you to finish a record because they're paying for it. Right. Uh, I think you notice now, like um, I'm kind of obsessed with the band Dirty Honey just as a case study and whether people like them or not. Their story is they were banned in Los Angeles, did not have a deal, did not have a manager, not, and did it themselves. And just, and you'll see like bands like the Pretty Reckless and stuff like that. You'll look, all these bands started their own labels and then got distribution. And that's the new model. We're going to do that now. That's the way that we're going to go with this. Now, we did get a, we got an offer right away. Right away. But it wasn't better, but it wasn't better than what we have going on right, right now. So we decided, let's just move forward. Uh, You know, as you already saw, the first song is already out on iTunes, Apple, Spotify, the whole deal. NASCAR picked it up, and NASCAR is using it for a promotion, which has kind of forced our hand to release that song first. Marty made a really good point, our producer. He said, look, guys, we can't have that song on TV and radio out there and then not have it available for people to go find it. Yeah. And so we were fortunate to have a NASCAR promotion. That's why that song was released first okay now i had meetings today i've got meetings a meeting tomorrow we're meeting with a lot of people if someone comes to us with something that is not just a lateral move but a move upward that makes sense for us and we can team up with somebody we'll do it that way but the whole 
the whole mindset is to keep moving forward on our own until somebody comes in and they can genuinely help us and is interested in it. So we're not going to, because we can't just wait around. If we wait around, nothing's going to happen. Sure. You now, know? when is this supposed to come out? Uh, see, we're having actually a record release party here in Nashville in June. So uh, the CDs will be out by G in June. Okay. Right. The initial plan, because uh, vinyl is so backed up, up around the world. Sure. Uh, the record wasn't going to be, the LP wasn't going to be available for six months. But then, surprise, surprise, yesterday afternoon, the test pressing showed up. And we listened to him last night, which means they're ready to do production. So we'll have it even sooner than that. So I can't nice. give you an exact time, but the CVs will be out in June. Uh, and then vinyl, if not the same time with them shortly after. Okay. Well, good. Yeah. Good. Um, and yeah. people will be able to get that off your website, I'm assuming. And Yeah. And we're in the process. Since this stuff is just in its infancy stages, we're working with a marketing team now, publicists, the whole deal. Uh, and we're going to let them create the website and do everything because you know it's just something that i'll admit to you that i'm not good at and if i'm not good at it i need my you know with anything it's align yourself with someone who is right so we're gonna have all that stuff created and it's like i said this is all stuff happening as we speak mm -hmm. so it's pretty exciting man exciting I, really, times. I really i really love to be every day see something new happening in the positive direction because yeah. music business is mean you know and I feel like I've gotten kicked in the balls a lot in the last 30 years. You know? Yeah. But, yeah. you know, but who doesn't? Right, and, right, uh, right now, you're probably like, if if no one calls you and to talk to you about the record or the songs in a day, you're probably like, what's going on? Yeah. Yeah. And I love being busy with this stuff every day. I really, really do love it. So we have some cool plans coming up. Um, actually, just had a meeting today, and it's just some stuff that stuff hasn't been signed yet. But as far as touring and and everything so it's gonna be pretty exciting man we're gonna have a really good year with this and awesome. we're still touring with ace while it's going on so yeah so I, that, I was going to get into that about i mean how are we going to work this with with philip with accept and you guys with ace i mean yeah is that going to clash at all you think well, are you going well, to work philip, around it philip, philip is not with ace anymore right because so philip's with accept full-time mm -hmm. uh it's going to be challenging to do it but we have vowed that it's like gonna make it happen and make it work the good news with this being in its infancy stages it's not um what's the word it's not interrupting the ace schedule as of yet because all of our stuff is still behind the scenes work that you can do and everywhere to get everything built up so that's still working on we kind of have that jump off that bridge when we get to it kind of mentality as far as oh what will we do if something comes up but it's like you know, the goal is to make the record successful, which is what we really want to do. And do we just have to be flexible and creative in the way we do it to align, align everything. Mm -hmm. So, you know, uh, the ACE thing, like we leave again with ACE next week. Right. But ACE has kind of adopted that weekend warrior schedule to where we'll like fly out on a Wednesday, play Thursday, Friday, Saturday, be home Sunday. So we're touring each week, home a little each week. And uh, just looking at itineraries and stuff, we're going to have to see how things match up as we get later in the year. Have you already had like a brief conversation with Ace about the possibilities of things or no, you're just going to wait? No, not yet. It's just too early. Yeah. And it's too And, you know, as of right now, there are no interruptions and everything is absolutely fine.
you know? So being the way that just because we're also used to working with different people, it's really not a, uh, a hot button or a panic issue because we just know that it's going to work out because we always know how to make it work out. Yeah. You make it work. Yeah. Well, talk about ACE a little because you have, uh, not too long ago, you were on tour with Alice Cooper. How, oh, how, was, how was that? Fantastic, man. I love Alice Cooper and his music so much. And to, to be able to do that tour was just absolutely fantastic. The whole band and the whole crew are super nice. And they treated us like we were in their band. You know, they were really, really good to us. And it's funny you mentioned them because they're in town right now doing pre-production for their upcoming tour. Okay. And, uh, you know, we've got to go spend some time with Roxy and Henriksen and Tommy the last couple nights. And we had lunch yesterday. And I, they're here for, I leave next Wednesday with Ace. And I think they leave a day or two after. So I'm pretty sure I'll see them at least a few more times before they leave. But uh, it, it was just so fun, though, because Alice still gets it. And by gets it, I mean, he knows exactly what his fans want to see. And it's still a production. You know, it's fun. Uh, there's no snake. He didn't have the snake. He doesn't have the snake. No, not on that tour. He oh, didn't. what happened to the snake? I don't know. But uh, <laughs> there's still the, there's still the guillotine, and there's still like I mean, all kinds of crazy fun stuff. And God, what a great! I mean, the set list is just. I used to joke that you had black eyes after watching Alice because there were so many hits. <laughs> yeah. You know, it, I, it's just he he's coming here to um, my area in I don't know a couple months. And I was just telling my 11-year-old, I said, hey, man, we should go see Alice Cooper when he comes. Absolutely. And I was telling him about his first concert was Kiss. I took him to see Kiss when they okay. a couple years ago. Okay. Uh, so he was nine. He was about nine. Yeah. yeah. What a great age to see Kiss. Yeah. Yeah. He loved it. But I was telling him about Alice and I was telling him about the snake. So we'll see if he gets the snake again. <laughs> it might be back. You know what the cool thing is about seeing Kiss and Alice Cooper at nine and 11 years old? Um. You're so impressionable at that age, and you still have that amazing, awesome child mindset of, of amazement. And, you know, I got to tell you, man, as an adult, I still enjoy those shows so much and get so much out of them. But I'm going to argue with anybody that a nine year old's point of view watching and a 25 year old's point of view watching. While they're both excitement, it's so different. Sure. And it's such a good age to see. God bless you for taking him to see those those shows. Cause man, yeah. that's all. Now let me ask you, will Coop be alone or is it the Rob Zombie tour? No, I think he's alone, I think. Um okay. yeah, Zombie's not there. It's gonna be him by himself. And I don't know if he's gonna have an opening band or not. But Okay, they're they're gonna have a busy year because they're doing show right when this these rehearsals end here, they start pre-product or they start the tour by themselves then they roll then they join it's a rob zombie alice cooper tour then they've got some motley crew def leopard shows this year and everything so they're gonna be busy yeah exciting times for them yeah that's awesome yeah. i've never seen alice so i'm i'm oh my god my best to get it. there yeah and he has the best merch man you gotta get a couple t-shirts <laughs> too he's got good stuff yeah. yeah yeah it'll be a good time oh um, fantastic so, okay, um, so you're getting ready to head out with uh, um, Ace. Ace. Now, are you yeah. guys going by yourselves this time? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, we'll be out by ourselves, and when we're alone, uh, we typically do theaters. Okay. 
more theaters than anything. Uh, when we leave next week, I know I fly into Cleveland on Wednesday, but I'm not sure what city we're playing. Because just because we land in Cleveland doesn't mean we're playing in Cleveland. So I know we have two shows in Ohio and then a show in New York. So I fly on Wednesday, we play Thursday, Friday, Saturday, home Sunday. And that's kind of the schedule we have throughout each month is the weekend kind of thing. And then when July and August gets here, man, we're slammed. Mm -hmm. Do you like uh, the weekend gigs or do you like just to be on the road? I would rather be on a bus and be gone. Really? Yes. Okay. Absolutely. I would, I mean, it's just, uh, the buses are so nice and you have so much more, like, it's just, it's just easier to travel. You're not, having to get to an airport two hours early and carry your luggage and check your luggage and go through security and then wait for the plane and get on the plane and do the, when you're on the bus, you know, you got a few things that you need on the bus. You have your own bunk. Everything's under the bus going in and out of the hotel. You just have a little carry bag because it's so easy because your home is there. You get done with the show, you hang out, you wake up in the next city. Yeah. You know, it's, it's great. Yeah, fair enough. I, I, I love that. I love that. I would much rather be on a bus any day than travel on a plane. I just, it's just, I'm wired that way. I don't know how it happened, but that's the way it happened. Yeah. Now, I know Ace has uh, got a new album coming out soon, I think, yeah. right? Are you, yeah. do you guys play on the album or you just do no. the, okay. No, we played on, uh, we played a song on the last one on Origins Volume 2. Um, Ace will play all the guitar and bass on it. And like I know our drummer Matt Stars played on some stuff uh in the past. I know Joey Casada just played on some stuff. Uh Steve Brown. Remember Steve Brown from mm -hmm. Trickster? Oh yeah. Steve's producing some stuff and wrote some stuff and produces some sides for Ace. I think he's doing the whole record. Um, but a lot of it I've looked and learned and just figured out it's proximity. You know, Ace lives in New Jersey. And, and Matt's in Connecticut. And a lot of it is just, you know, Ace doesn't fly in musicians to play on his records or anything. Like, for example, when we played on Origins Volume 2, he sent us a click track with his guitar part, and we recorded everything here at Marty Fredericks' studio. You know? So Ace has a home studio. And very nice and likes to work at home. I know Steve is close by and has a studio as well, so they've been doing that there. So he likes to stay close to home and... uh yeah, he doesn't he doesn't fly people in to play on his records. You know, doesn't mean we wouldn't or we won't. You know, who knows? Maybe he'll ask us to do a song again or whatever. But um, I know he's excited about it. Yeah, yeah. Um, now you're playing bass, right? Yeah. What what happened I, with that? And you know what's so funny is I love it so much and I'm having so much fun. It's much cooler. It. It's just so <laughs> fun and I'm digging it. What happened was Philip was playing bass, right? Then Philip got the accept gig, and we got Zach to replace Philip. And then Zach was having to miss gigs here and there, so we would have the we'd have a bass player fill in here and there. And then when it came up to be a period where Zach was going to be gone for a month and missed the whole month of February because he was making a record with Corey Taylor, right? And Ace was just like, "Man, we just keep getting replacements." Would you consider doing it? And at first I said, no. I'm like, nah, I don't think so. Uh, and then I went downstairs and I picked up my bass 
and I turned on my playlist that I used to rehearse for Ace's shows, and I played the, our, our whole set on bass, and I went back upstairs and called and go, I'll do it. <laughs> it's a pretty cool instrument, isn't it? <laughs> you know what? Having played guitar my whole life, uh, it's just a nice, awesome change. It's just a whole different beast. Yeah. You know, and I, I'm, I'm having the absolute best time doing it. Because not only because it's a different instrument, uh, it's not, it, and a lot of people think, oh, it's just playing guitar on four strings. It is true in the sense that it's the same chord structure and note stru song structure, but the parts are so much different. And I love that, but I also love the fact that it's kind of, to me, breathing new life into songs that I played over and over and over on guitar. So it's just like a nice change for me. And I love it so much. I love it so much. And we're doing really fun things with the bass tone. Like we're, uh, you know, we're using the slave master thing from a, a Ampeg SVT through a Marshall, you know, so I have an SVT eight, eight, two SV eight, 10 cabinets and a Marshall four twelve, And then, and then chaining, the the Marshall and the Ampeg together, so it just sounds like a beast. It's so mm -hmm. fun, yeah. That's fun. I really, really, yeah. I really enjoying it. So, you know, I hope as long as I play with Ace, I hope from this point forward, I'm going to be the bass player. Okay, well, that's good. I really, that's I really fun. like it. I really yeah. like it. You know, it was a nice unexpected surprise. Yeah. Well, how yeah. long are you guys going out this round? You said it's weekend. Uh, like, like we said, this next week, it's just those three days. And then that's kind of like that off and on. We just keep doing stuff week, 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 you know, the weekend thing. But then once I told you, once July gets here, July and August, they're both pretty full or filling up very quickly. But I'll tell you, a typical Ace Fraley year uh, is March through December. Okay. That's, that's usually our work schedule. And we usually wrap up around December 14th or 15th. And then we're usually off until March, except now that I say that this past year, we started in uh, February 1st mm -hmm. and we were gone the entire month of February. It's going to be a fun year for you. Exciting. Oh man, I think so. And I'm just, you know, it's not lost on me how fortunate I am to get to do something that I genuinely love doing. Right. You know, I mean, it's fun because I'm 53 years old. So when I first discovered kiss, I was six and man, I was obsessed. I mean, it was, it was insane. It was just kiss fanatic. So it's not lost on me that, you know, fast forward all these years later that I get to actually perform with two of the founding members of, of kiss. It's, it's uh pretty awesome. Yeah. What do you think? What do you think of them uh, calling it quits this year? Well, you know what? I mean, everybody has to at some point. Right. I guess. Um, I'm sad to see it go, obviously. But all things being KISS, and I don't think anybody would argue with me, I don't think it's going to be the end of KISS. I think it'll be the end of KISS touring. You know, it wouldn't surprise me if on down the line, you and I are going to be reading the trades somewhere. And guess what? KISS is doing a residency in Vegas because it's not touring. Right, right. Or uh, guess what? Kiss is going to do another cruise because it's not touring. <laughs> you know what I mean? You're right. You're right. Uh, that's a band that's never going to go away. I mean, you know, they're talking about making that that biopic 
or biopic, however you say it, that's coming up to Kiss film, you know, like they did for Queen and Elton John and all that kind of stuff. Kiss is always going to be a pop, part of pop culture, way beyond all of us, you know. So I don't think there's ever really going to be an end. I think it's just going to be an end to a certain chapter of that Kiss story or Kiss three, whatever. You want to call yeah, it. <laughs> I agree. I agree. All right, man. So Rock City uh, Machine Company songs out yeah. now. Can't stop the train album uh, in June, June-ish in that time. Yep. Yep. Okay. Yep. And it's on Spotify, iTunes, Apple Music, Amazon Prime Music, YouTube Music. It's it's everywhere. It's everywhere. Anywhere, it's everywhere. And NASCAR is using it as a for a promo right now. And then I've been told that they've already got another song chosen off our record that's going to be part of their fall season. That's a great start. It is. Yeah, man. It's <laughs> it's really it's we're, we're really excited. I can't wait for everyone to hear the record. That's and I'm going to make sure that we find a way that to get it to you why the email didn't translate or something but you know we'll figure it out yeah i'll see i'll um we'll talk we'll, we'll get it yeah of course but all right ryan stick around i appreciate it man i'm so happy for you right now everything's going great for you thank you man and i i'm you're right it has been two years so i'm so happy to see you again yeah. i really appreciate you uh letting me do this with you thank you yeah man yeah